Welcome to Calvary Church, where we are dedicated to loving God and loving people. If you want to know more about us, please check us out online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Stephen McDonald. Hello, church. It's great to have you with us today for episode two of our new one-of-a-kind series. Now, some of you have been asking about uh, the references and some of the message notes so that you can go a little bit deeper during the week with your small group. And I want to encourage you to go to calvary.ca under messages, and you can always find the message notes posted each and every week. So make the best of that. Now, today is also Grad Sunday. So big congratulations to all of our grads this year. We want to just speak a blessing on, on you as you prepare for the next exciting chapter in your life. You know, you've studied to show yourself approved. You've come to this point, and now you're ready to take the next step. And so we just pray for God's hand to be upon you as you, you step into it. Okay, today we continue our journey of discovery to become the person that God has designed each of us to be, one of a kind. And God can't do what he wants to do with your life without you involved. And so we need to recognize who we truly are. And last week we talked about being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. So we see this relationship between transformation and change in our lives and in how we, we think. Because our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Where our mind goes, there our life will follow after. And transformation happens when we allow God to, to change our thinking. We start reflecting him instead of the, the patterns of the world. Now, to effectively do that, we need his mind. We need the mind of Christ within us. Philippians chapter 2 Verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So each and every day, as a Christ follower, we have a decision, an important decision to make. And that's to choose our thoughts, to resist those negative thoughts that are always bombarding our, our minds, and to assist and make room for the word of God within our hearts and our minds, to allow the, the mind of Christ to be at work within us, and then to bring about the change that only he can bring about. Because with our own human limitations, we will not be able to accomplish the kind of change that we're trying uh, to bring about. And the decisions we make today, obviously, uh, to renew and retrain our thinking will determine whether we break free of these mind games that are often responsible for derailing our peace and our, our progress. And you know what? It starts as soon as we open our eyes in the morning. I was talking to someone recently who said that on a Sunday morning they get up ready to go to church and just within moments of, of, of getting up, they decided, I can't do it. I can't, I can't go. Now, they weren't physically sick, but mentally they just didn't seem ready to, to go there. And I think all of us can identify with how that feels sometimes you know, we just don't want to be around other people. We need some space. And so there was this war that was going on as soon as they opened their eyes to prevent them from being around a community of people that would strengthen 
uh, everything about where God had called them to go in their life. So they decided, you know what? I just can't do it. I'm just gonna, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. And so they decided to stay home. And then they decided that they were gonna attend online to our, our church online and watch the, the live broadcast. And so they get on, they said hello to people, uh, enjoyed the worship, and then heard the message. And when the message was over, they got up, they said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to church. So they, they got themselves ready, they got dressed, and they rushed out the door, and they made it for the second service to be here live and in person. And when they got here, they, they experienced that sense of, of community. They sensed the love of God. They, they sensed a, a strength that only comes sometimes from being around other people that are dealing with those same kind of thinking on a daily basis. And so in that moment, it was a sense of victory. There was a, a, a measure of spiritual growth that, that took place, something that we can't easily overlook because you know what? We're so much better together, one victory at a time, recognizing the process and celebrating the win as we go along. All right, so let's jump into God's word today. As we continue to, to hear from this one-of-a-kind apostle, Paul, a man who is well-versed with the battlefield of the mind, a man who, like us, he, he knew all about making decisions that, that, that sometimes made no sense, that were maybe even a little irrational at times. I don't know about you, if you can relate to that or not, but I, I surely can. And none of us are in a perfect place where we can't go there, but I think we can all relate to Paul. The things I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I, I do want to do, I don't. I, I need some help. I need some desperate help. Now, it's important to recognize that over time, uh, Paul learned to master his thinking by allowing the mind of the master to, to transform him. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and look at verses 4 to 6 together. It says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, or another translation says to pull down or dismantle strongholds. So they have divine power. You see, when God's divine power comes in contact with our natural lives, that's when we see the supernatural begin to, to take place. That's where we see true transformation. And it's because of that divine power, uh, the, the, the scriptures tell us, that we can demolish, pull down, or dismantle those strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension. Or, or the warped philosophies and the, the corrupt cultural lies that, that surround us, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So today, in episode two of our series, I want to talk to you about the stronghold who has the divine power to demolish every other stronghold that we will experience in our thinking. You know, years ago, uh, Susan and I were in Las Vegas to see uh, a Cirque du Soleil show. It could only happen at this particular theater because it was designed specifically for this show. And it was unbelievable. It was amazing. 
Now, it was also in the middle of the summer, so you could get a little better deal to go down there, but it was hot. And so the next day, we decided to venture out and take a little walk down the strip to try to find uh, something to eat for lunch. And so as we walked down the road, we seemed to pass hotel after hotel that was kind of advertising the latest magic show uh, of a famous illusionist or mentalist, right? David Copperfield, Chris Angel, or, you know, all the other wannabe magicians that were out there that, that had a show in somebody's hotel. Now, most of these shows will feature a bit where they invite people, spectators from the audience, up onto the stage and seemingly hypnotize or control their minds. They get people uh, kind of barking like a dog or, or falling asleep as soon as he says something or, or maybe laughing hysterically against their will. Now, sadly, some of us have the same kind of warped, confused image of God. That if we listen to his voice long enough, that, that he'll eventually take over and control our minds and control our actions. Just like these kind of past their prime uh, Vegas magicians. But that couldn't be further from the truth. We've all been created, you and I, with a free will. Which means we can choose life or death. We make that decision to choose our thoughts. Now, our, our minds are wonderfully complex. And they've been created with, with cognitive faculties that enable consciousness and perception, thinking, judgment, and, and memories. Our mind is where our, our attitudes, our desires, and our beliefs are all formed and put together. And there are many people in society who we could say have a, the brain of a genius, but they may have a terrible mind. One of the greatest revelations in my life, I think, as I grew in Christ, is that I can, I can choose my thoughts and think with purpose. In other words, we don't have to think about whatever pops into our mind randomly and then be controlled by it. You know, despite man's best efforts to control their thoughts or to control the minds of others, it always ends in failure. Almost every one of us, I think if you were to talk to anybody, have something in their lives that they want to change. In our work, in our relationships, or our day-to-day -day habits and actions at home. But in order to change your life, you must first change how you, how you think and overcome those strongholds that have found their place of, of occupation in your, your mind. Because behind everything you do right now is a thought. Every behavior is motivated by a belief. And every action is, is prompted by an attitude. And God revealed this uh, thousands of years before psychologists even understood it. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think, because your life is shaped, molded by your thoughts. Now, you can't control what's beyond your control, but God has given us a way to overcome the, the strongholds that have been established in our lives over time. Overcome over time. It takes time. And we don't have to be controlled by our emotions or our thinking. 
Uh, we need to experience what true freedom is like and live in that place. John chapter 8, 36 says, so if the, the Son sets you free, you are truly free. That's a, a freedom promise that you and I can stand on. Now, a stronghold uh, of the mind is this lie that gets rooted or established as a lifestyle or a pattern in our thinking and in our actions. And the sources that, that strengthen these strongholds are, are a few different types of things. First one is obviously ourselves. In other words, we can, we can personally believe uh, certain things that will eventually manifest in the way that, that we live our lives. The things that we think will eventually become, in, in some ways, those things. Many people are controlled by fear and live under that constant weight. And so thoughts eventually become actions. Remember what we talked about last week, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. The other source that can strengthen these strongholds is other people, right? Life events and different environments can greatly affect what we believe about ourselves, our upbringing, our education. All of these things through other people affect who we are. And then finally, evil forces are obviously at work here too. The enemy will use our life experiences and our relationships against us to speak lies into our mind. Sometimes all somebody has to do is say something quick in passing that has something to do with you, and then suddenly it just sends your mind racing and spinning. And we nurse and we rehearse what we've heard, and then that stronghold becomes stronger and stronger within us. Now, in order to overcome the strongholds in our mind, we need to, to effectively move past the, the guilt and the shame that we feel in order to experience restoration and true transformation. Jesus is our stronghold. He is our safe place. Uh, he came to make a way for us, to pay uh, an extremely high price for our freedom, something we could have never negotiated on our own. We may come to him pretty messed up, but in knowing him, we'll never stay that way. You can't spend time living with Christ and not change starting to look more like him and less like you in the things that you say, the things that you do, the words that you speak. He becomes our fortified place of, of safety. So how can we overcome mind strongholds? Well, some of these I think are a little easier to hear than others, but, but some may sting a little bit because they hit a little closer to home. But it's important to understand that all of these things lead you to a a healthier mental space and spiritual space in your relationship with Christ. The first one is to understand who you are. Understand God's love and who you are because of that love. Because of God's deep and eternal love for you, uh, he will always bring you to a place of dealing with those strongholds in your life. He wants you to, to move past them, not to be bound by them to move past the lies and, and that, that I think over time have been so deeply established that it's affected the kind of person that we've become. 
because he wants to move you to a place of, not of lack and of bondage, but to a place of abundant life. And whatever he does, listen, he always does in love. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. All of us. Nobody is perfect. All of us have fallen short. 1 John 3.1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And that is who we are. So when you pray, when you take time to get before the Lord, acknowledge the love that God has for you as his child, even in times of correction. Because sometimes there's moments when he speaks to you about something that you've said or done that you need to deal with. But when you understand its motivation, when you understand where it's coming from, that place of love, you understand that it's for your very best. Number two, identify and accept. Identify whatever stronghold it is, accept the responsibility, and if if necessary, repent of it. The first step in in any recovery is acknowledgement of the problem and having a desire deep inside to change it, right? We have to get beyond the shame and step into the restoration. We choose our own actions, and we can't constantly be blaming other people for, for what has happened. We need to take ownership of our actions. So when you pray, ask God to show you what those strongholds in your life and in your thinking has been, And then wait for the answer. Listen to what the Lord says as he directs you. Psalm 69 verse 5 says, God, my life is an open book to you. You can't hide from him. He knows you better than you know yourself. You know every sin I've ever done, for nothing within me is hidden from your sight. So ask God to to forgive you for believing the lies that have created those strongholds. Own your own behavior. Accept responsibility. And then accept his forgiveness. Psalm 19.12 says, But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Which leads us to the next one. Forgive and accept forgiveness. You know, as we accept forgiveness, God gives us the grace to forgive others. These are people that may have contributed to some of the strongholds that, that you're dealing with in your life, some of those deep hurts and wounds, God brings you to a place of releasing those people. That doesn't mean that that forgiveness is the same as trust. Sometimes it could take a lifetime to reestablish that and sometimes never to return to, to the same way that, that it once was. But forgiveness not only releases that person, it releases you. Because unforgiveness will always hold you back from overcoming those strongholds. And this is always a choice. Let me tell you, it is not just a feeling. If you're waiting for the the warm and fuzzies for you to forgive someone who has hurt you, it's likely never to come. Sometimes you need to make a choice based on what God has told us within his word. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So when you pray, forgive anyone who's wounded you. Forgive yourself 
And if you have anger towards, towards God, let that go too and commit yourself to, to trust him moving forward. Fourth thing is to depend upon God's spirit. We can't defeat the enemy with our own willpower. It is impossible. We can't control, remember, what's beyond our control. But you know what? The enemy will keep coming back. He'll keep trying to reestablish those old strongholds. He's, he's absolutely relentless in that regard. But here's the good news. So is the Holy Spirit at work within your life. And God has given you the authority over the enemy if you will stand and take that authority in Jesus' name. Luke 10, 19 says, Look, I have given you authority over all, circle that word all, the power of the enemy. He's given you that authority, but you need to stand in it and take that authority in his name. John 17, 15, Jesus prayed to his father when he said, I'm not asking that you remove them from the world, but I ask that you guard their hearts from evil. Psalm 9, 9, the Lord is a refuge. Listen to this one. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in the midst of, of trouble. In times of trouble, he is our stronghold. So as we rely on the Spirit's power at work within our lives, we're delivered from the strongholds of our minds into the stronghold who is the Lord. He's our fortified place of survival. He's that safe place. So even in the storm, man, when everything is rocking around you and the winds are blowing and your thoughts are just just wailing on you, go to him. Because he's that, that safe place that you can close the door on, on that storm and, and things will go silent. Months ago, I told you about when we were in Eastern Canada during a hurricane for, for a family wedding. And I remember my son and I were, were prying open the door to see what was out there. And it was chaos as things were blowing around. But once you shut that door, there was a sense of safety in that fortified place. Jesus is that fortified place for you and I in the midst of every storm that we'll ever experience. So take that authority in Jesus' name over the, the wrong thinking patterns that, that are influencing us and, and begin to reflect the patterns of, of the word. Begin to reflect and to operate in the mind of Christ. And then finally, we need to replace our thoughts. Negative thoughts can never, ever, ever produce positive actions. Truth dispels lies. Light dispels darkness. So we must use God's word. It's the source of power that you need to, to renew your mind and transform your life. And it's the weapon that you cannot be without on the battlefield. And so find scriptures, look through scriptures that, that, that are the opposite to the lies that the enemy is whispering in your ear. John 8, 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So when you pray, Ask God to show you what he says about you in his word. And then pray those scriptures until it changes the way that you think. So to gain control of our, our minds, 
We must surrender our minds to him. He is the stronghold who overcomes all the other strongholds. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your power. Then in the midst of the storm, that you are our, our safe place, our fortified place of survival. That you are the stronghold that demolishes every other stronghold within our minds. And I pray today that as we truly discover who we've been made to be, one of a kind and unique in you, that Lord Jesus, our minds would align with yours. That you would have within us your thoughts, the mind of Christ, allowing us to, to begin to think as you would so that our lives will be forever transformed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God's best, Calvary. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to being with you again next week here at Calvary Church Online.